I had it so that if I wanted to scroll down, I went down. Now down goes up, and up goes down. Yeah, you have the the direct drive scrolling now. Yeah, that it makes me want to harm small animals. How? It's infuriating. <laughs> Is this the show? Uh, no. Uh, let's. Oh, we don't have to do it. Countdown. We're live to SD card. We are. We're live. Live to bits. <laughs> hey, and during my workshop, I learned about what, what is it? A bit, a nib, a, and a nibble, a, a nibble, and a bite, and a, a word. A bite and a word. Yeah, I had to. I had to oh. define variables as words and bits and bites and stuff. Excellent. Yeah. So that was. Um, it, it was a neat experience of taking something which has always been completely abstract. Something that I know. You know, when people talk about bits and bytes, I know this refers to units of digital memory right but it made it it made it real in a way because like the, the the microprocessor we were programming only had so much memory and you had to like you could just be lazy and say every variable is a word but sometimes it wasn't necessary and if you were closing in on using up all 64 uh bits or whatever um you had to you had to be a little bit more parsimonious with your your defining Nice. I, 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 it's cool. You're, you're, you've got the. I'm a new. Yeah. I'm the a, beginner mind with some of that stuff. That's, yes. That's I'm fun. a. I'm a newborn giraffe in the coding, <laughs> in the coding world. Anyway, uh, I guess this is the show. So how you doing, Jerry? Doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been a couple of weeks. It's. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, more than a couple of weeks, Matt. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, TCL, the canonical listener, told me yesterday that the. The podcasting app he uses on his phone stops telling him how many days it's been since the last update after a month. It just says it's <laughs> one been month ago. one month ago. Oh, uh, yeah. He got his little dig in yesterday. We hit the edge case hmm. on the podcast client. Hmm. But, but we're back. We're back. Ha! Recording. In person. In person? At the workshop? some people have requested, but also in the morning, which some mm-hmm. people have not requested. Right. May or may not have been the same person. Right. Trying to even that out. Um, Probably a wash. Yeah. You know, we are not recording live from the boat yet. You know, I haven't been able to do any sailing lately. It's The weather is... The summer weather is not great for that. Yeah, you know, the rain's been crazy. Well, there's that, and then there's no wind all morning. And then there's a squall. And then no <laughs> wind again. After that... Oh, that, so, would, that would put a damper on the sail. Yeah, so you had 15 minutes of terrifying sailing, uh, and, and then <laughs> 23 and three quarters hours of boredom. It's it's not it's not good sailing weather. Okay, so no sailing. Mm-mm. We got a couple emails, nice emails. Yeah, some nice feedback mm. from episode 41. This is episode 42. Oh, 42. Yeah, it's a good number. Yeah, so uh, we'll have some notes. Yeah. Um, at. Uh, gtradio.net mm-hmm. slash a-l-y-t mm-hmm. slash four two mm-hmm. for this episode. And obligatory shout out to the late, great Douglas Adams. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Why not? Slash the answer. Mm. So what have you been up to? Same same stuff. Working. You right. know. Projects at home. Right, the new home. New home. The, the new, new undisclosed location. Right. I was not able to attend your housewarming party. You were not. Um, I heard I heard a little bit about it. I could have used you there. Why is that? Because <laughs> I ordered a half keg and a full keg showed up. Oh. I needed you on that keg, Matt. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I couldn't, uh, couldn't be there for that. It's too much beer. Um, hmm. Anyway. But yeah, it, it was cool. There, was, um, there were good times people there. There mm-hmm. were... Martial arts, ninja people there. Yeah, I, I was told there were a lot of ninjas. Both sides of the family were there. Yeah, so I, with all the ninjas, I imagine it was a very quiet party. There were sections yeah. of the party that were very quiet, too, almost too quiet. Silent. Um, Unobservable to the last s- minute. Some of those ninjas might have had a little too drunk, too too much to drink, <laughs> and were not so quiet. Oh, okay. Uh, that was funny. Um, no <laughs> fights, though. So. Legend of drunken ninja. That, that's good. No <laughs> fights. But, uh, yeah, it was cool. Uh, it also poured for a good portion of that party mm. um so that that wasn't ideal but uh still a bunch of people showed up it was it was fun how big is your new your new domicile 
oh no, I can't remember. I can't remember if it's 1,600 or 1,800 square feet. Hmm. Four bedrooms, two bathrooms. Wow. Must be so, nice. It is nice. Man, like Mr. Floor, Bourgeois. Floor space, just so that you like lay down on the carpet again. It's weird. Yeah, I don't have any carpet. You know, Crash has room to run around in his carpet. <laughs> you know, when you have a house full of carpet, you're like, ah, you know, carpet sucks. I wish I had, yeah. wish I had, you know, bougie hardwood, hardwood floors. But when you have a, a house that's all hardwood and tile, it's, I don't know, I miss laying down on the floor. Yeah, I've got a good mix of, of faux wood, and that's what you tile, need. and carpet. <laughs> that's what you need. Um, yeah, you actually were called Mr. Bourgeois, I think, in, in an email. Yeah, it was your uh, personal chef. Mr. Peace is asking how much the personal chef cost. Um, so uh, she's she's out of the business now. So I, mm. I don't I don't think it matters. But it was like um, it was about thirty dollars for four servings, which I thought was a was a pretty darn good deal. It was a you know it's a little bit more expensive than frozen eating frozen meals. So hmm. and these were you know not frozen. They were yeah. they were. Made with love, and actually, she catered the um, the housewarming party as well. So anybody who came to that and ate the food there had had Moni's food, cool, which was delicious. Cool, right on. Let's see. We actually we also got a nice email from episode forty one from Lady Sportsball Esquire, uh, but I think I want to circle back to that when we get to when we get to one of the one of the mini topics. I don't know. I, I don't know what we're doing for topics today. Uh, you know, you'd think that with a month off, we have time to get ourselves organized, but yeah, <clears throat> hmm. I don't know. I've been, I've been, you know, brain dumping some notes in here uh, as I usually do. Yeah. But when we got here to review them for the show, there was there was nothing there. <laughs> nothing, um, nothing any good. There. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't do my due diligence this this episode. But yeah, okay. So our summer break, our summer podcasting break is over. Well, we're rec- we're on the show now, so, so uh, <laughs> we're on the show now. Hopefully, we can keep a we can get back to a, a, a tempo. Speaking of the summer, uh, Mr. Pieces. Now, it w- would have been more timely uh, a few weeks ago when he sent the email. And Mr. Pieces was referencing <laughs> the the summer sports bonanza. Yeah, uh, that was, was on. He was watching the footy. He was watching the footy. Uh, did you watch any of the World Cup? Uh, almost none of it. Okay. Um, I did. I, I, I caught a few bits. Um, I saw some some good goaltending, some good net minding. Yeah, um, you know I, 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 that that's that's where all of all of my youth oh, soccer that's, experience that's went was was in front of the goal. So I forgot you were a goalie. I, I do like watching that. <laughs> Did you see the uh, there were some funny internet memes that came out of out of that? You, you know the the U.S. goalkeeper Tim Howard put on so- such a show. Well, yeah, that's, you know, basically who I'm talking about. Yeah, um, I figured. Well, you, did you see the, the stuff on the internet? Tim, I heard about the memes for him. Tim Howard saves. Yeah, I heard about the memes for him and some other coach, maybe the Mexican coach. Hmm. I know he was uh, um, a... He's a character. He had a Spanish nickname and he was kind of short and they, yes. they made all sorts of cool <laughs> animated gifs of him <laughs> as a Dragon Ball Z character and that stuff like sense. that. That makes sense because he's almost round. Yeah. So... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that, that was fun. I really enjoyed the World Cup this His, his this nickname time. translates to the Weevil or something like that. The Weevil? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what it is in Spanish, but... Mm, the lesser of two Weevils. Uh-huh. The... Yeah, I enjoyed the World Cup. Uh, I watched the first few matches at, at Bonnaroo. They had a big stage... Oh, that's interesting. ...set up. Uh, my sister and I, we would take our chairs in. We had the low folding chairs that you can wear on your back when you're walking around. Okay. And then you, we would set them up in front of the... The World Cup screen, which was ginormous, and but it was in the full sun, so you have to you have to sunscreen up pretty good. So you have to smear yourself with mud and yeah. then go. That's what I meant by sunscreen. Yeah, and watch the World Cup. <laughs> but okay. we uh, we were we were watching one of the first games I remember, and we're sitting in our chairs, and Emily says, "I don't think my sister has a suit name." No, <laughs> she doesn't. Um, anyway, she says, "She says." Matt, I'm about to pass out. And I said, it's okay. <laughs> Just pass out. It's fine. Which I don't remember saying, because I think I was also 
half asleep. So passing out in front of the World Cup at Bonnaroo, we, we did that a few times. Oh, okay. Uh, but then, you know, upon upon return to civilization, I watched nearly every match, almost every minute of every match this this tournament, and yeah, really enjoyed most of it. I mean, there were a couple of uh, crappy games, but I, I don't know. I really got into the drama. But anyone who enjoyed the World Cup and has not yet seen... John Oliver's send-up of FIFA and the World Cup oh, needs to I YouTube did, that immediately. Okay, I did not know John Oliver had done a a, a rant about that. Man, he's good. He's really good. And that his 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 FIFA World Cup rant. Now it was on before the World Cup, so it's not exactly timely. We're talking about uh, we're talking well, about at least this show's not exactly <laughs> no. timely either. This is a retrospective, Jody. Oh, okay, all right. Title. Anyway. The uh, John Oliver just it, you can find it, the whole bit on YouTube. It's like it's like fifteen minutes long or something. His his FIFA World Cup rant and it's and it's awesome. So for anybody who enjoyed the soccer and um, and like most Americans doesn't really understand the politics and the the money thing, they should check that out. Yeah, and uh, if you like it, you can then just go straight in and binge on his rants about the NSA and net neutrality mm-hmm. and the dingo thing. <laughs> I don't know about this. You don't know about the dingo thing? Uh, oh, it was awesome. Okay, so a few a few episodes back, again, retrospective, uh, John Oliver did a thing about net neutrality, and he said that the guy who chairs the committee, uh, the FCC committee that's deciding these issues vis-a-vis net neutrality, is uh, a former cable industry lobbyist, like the former head lobbyist for the cable industry lobby, whatever that's called. And he said that is like... Have you noticed that this is one of John Oliver's like, oh, key comedic things? Oh, I did this. Yeah, he said that's like needing a babysitter and hiring a dingo. Yes, okay. Okay, so then... So hang on. So then fast forward a week or two after that show airs, the actual guy to whom he was referring, this former lobbyist, now head of the FCC committee making the decisions about net neutrality, he's having a, a public hearing, and he's speaking, and he said, I, you know, I've seen some of the, the comments, and uh, just want to say, I'm not a dingo. I, uh, you know, I had to look up what a dingo was, and uh, it's a fact. And, and, like, and then, so, okay, so, following that, John, Ale- John Oliver does another, uh, like, ten-minute bit about this guy being a dingo, and has graphs about like how many times you deny being a dingo versus likelihood you are a dingo, <laughs> uh, you know, showing that oh, yeah. the more you deny being a dingo, the more convinced John Oliver is you are a dingo. It was, it was quite good, and the, the fact that he got actual response to his show from in a hearing was pretty remarkable. Uh, yeah, that was good. Um, so I think the comment period for that stuff is just wrapped up, or is it, is about to wrap up? I, I sent my email a few weeks ago. There's a uh, a few hundred thousand, I think, comments on there, which is That's good, cool. but it's not enough as uh, Janet Jackson's nipple. Yeah, so we I heard about get that. on that. Um, mm. Triers, get up. Yeah, Com- if the comment period is still open, which it probably <laughs> isn't, given the non-timeliness of our show. Yeah. Triers, send your emails. Okay, um, so summertime. Summertime. The living is easy. We, uh, we're really here, I think, because of a dream. Okay. Uh, you texted me or emailed me when I was in Shreveport, more on that later, saying that we were apparently in some kind of a standoff about not talking about recording. I don't remember exactly yeah. what your wording was. I think I called it a, uh... Procrastination standoff, yeah. or a Mexican procrastination standoff. No, I called it a Mexican procrastination <laughs> oh, that's standoff, right. and you said you're thinking of the Mexican way, which, which, you know, when they say that on soccer, when the soccer commentators say that, or the, the football commentators for the rest of the world, I know we have a lot of international listeners, <laughs> when the football commentators say, the, they call it the, Me- they've got the Mexican way of going in the stands now, I always think, God, that seems ping pong. Yeah, it's always seemed that way to me. But you know, I think it's reverse ping pong, because in... A lot of the rest of the world, calling someone Mexican is just saying where they're from. But in America, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a thing. But that's our racism. Yeah. You're right? right? It's not the rest of the world's racism. It's ours. Huh. Anyway. Uh, so I was in Shreveport 
And yeah, we were not. We were just not talking about recording the next episode. I was, I, I, I was in this um, procrastination approach avoidance death spiral, which I'm going to talk about in a moment. And I think you've used that phrase before on the show. Approach avoidance. I don't know oh, about procrastination, procrastination death spiral. I think has has I have I not? I think so. Huh. Uh, that's uh, that's copyright Alyt 2013. Then <laughs> we weren't recording. Let's just. Skip ahead. We we weren't recording. We weren't recording. We weren't talking about it. And uh, this week, I was working on another project, which uh, I've been, uh, which I'll talk about in a minute. And I started having dreams. I had two actually. I I emailed you about the first one, and then I had another one. Oh jeez. Okay. Um, and the dreams were, you know, I mean, have you had procrastination dreams? I think that's like a subcategory of dreams that probably people are familiar with. Uh I don't know. Some people. If I've had the procrastination dream, I've definitely had the non-prepared dreams. Maybe that mm-hmm. counts. Where I'm okay. suddenly in school or in the exam sure. or at the... You know, honestly, some of my at the work. stress dreams involve soccer. Like, I'm at a soccer game and I don't have my shin guards. I don't have my cleats. And like, oh, you know, yeah. Kaplan, you're in goal. Like, <laughs> I, but I have no pants, coach. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. You know, I had so much anxiety when I was playing. A few years back, I was playing on this uh, semi-competitive... Soccer team and everyone—I don't know if I talked about this before—but everyone on the team, everybody in the league, was better than me. And I, I would have dreams like that about that. Um, and I mean, we, everybody on my team was—I mean, they were really nice to me, but I was terrible compared to everyone. And I would have those those <laughs> dreams. God, it was awful. Um, but yeah, okay. So the I think most people, regardless of of their procrastination tendencies, are familiar with the unprepared dream. Okay. Like that's a that's a, I think a, a broad category of dream. I think the procrastination is a subcategory of that same thing where you know th- there's something in your life that you're you're just not dealing with or not dealing with well. I don't know and, and probably a lot of people aren't familiar with that because a lot of people are not like me. Like my my partner I she was like, "Why didn't you just?" I was like, "Please stop. Please don't." And she's like, "Why didn't you just start? You could have just started so long I mean you had time and it wasn't and I said please don't please stop I, you might as well ask why don't why don't I just rewrite my DNA you know why don't I just be a different person and I, I you know I, oh god I really wish I was a different person sometimes that's a whole show anyway so I had a procrastination dream about the podcast okay and it was it was basically about um it was about oh god the worst thing in the world is when people describe their dreams, isn't it? Isn't that like top five worst things? Like <sighs> under genocide and, and I, you know, I infectious know. disease. I'm asking though. I want to hear it, but keep it short. Okay. I really don't like it when people ramble on it. But, and then you were there, and I'm you were there, <laughs> and then... And then we were outside all of a sudden? beatboxing <laughs> possum, and... Yeah. And then the possum was Gandalf. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> All right. So, long story short, I was—I th- I think I was at, at work, but no one was listening to me because all they wanted to know was when we were going to record again. Oh, that's funny. Like they wouldn't listen to me about. I was trying to talk about work, and they were like, "Wait, you're at work in front of colleagues yeah, or in front co- of a class of colleagues?" Students? Okay, that's colleagues. Funny. <laughs> and they and I was trying to tell them because I I've been doing this curriculum thing. I was trying to talk about that, and they were like, they just they couldn't focus on what I was saying, and they just kept asking. <laughs> I was like, but, and you know, okay, so now we can go ahead and talk about my procrastination death spiral, I think, because I think this, I think this, this feeds in. I think the structure of the dream was the way it was because of my procrastination death spiral, which was, I, about six months ago, I want to say, I was contracted by the school district of our, our fair county to do a curriculum, uh, curriculum writing project for the new... AP Physics 1 class. So the College Board is completely restructuring. The College Board, for those who don't know, is the, the you know big box curriculum purveyor that does the AP program and the SAT. And, by the way, big box curriculum, that's copyright ALYT you, 2013. Yep, you've got that one. Okay, and they are completely restructuring the AP Physics course. Uh, now instead of AP Physics B and AP Physics C, there will be AP Physics 1, AP Physics 2... And the two AP Physics C's as before. So there are now four courses instead of three. But the idea is that the courses will be deeper. 
Uh, they'll focus more on deep understanding, um, and they'll be a little less broad. So AP Physics 1 won't try to cover as much as AP Physics B used to. Uh, this is getting a little... This is probably boring, but the AP Physics B used to be basically... A, if you if you take in college physics, listeners, college physics 1 is uh, mechanics and a little bit of fluid and thermo, and college physics 2 is uh, intro to E&M... And you know some nuclear and what? I don't know. Could be optics. Yeah, Could optics. Be more mechanics. Yeah, optics and waves. That's what I was forgetting. So that's how it breaks down in college. Well, AP Physics B used to be all of that together. Okay, but like a like a shallow overview of of all, all of that it. stuff. Okay. So there were there were a, a bunch of topics. There were some things that couldn't be covered, like angular momentum, which is kind of a big deal. Uh, it wasn't part of the AP Physics B course before because there wasn't time. And other things like, um, you know, quantum was taken out of it almost completely, and aside from like photoelectric effect and stuff. And, you know, there was no relativity. There was, you know, so there were a lot of topics that weren't covered. Uh, the idea is taking that course, splitting it into two like it's done in college, making them separate, and then they'll, be ha- they'll have separate AP exams, meaning you get separate opportunities for college credit, which makes a lot of sense. Whereas bef- what, what a lot of universities were doing before is if you got a three, which is a pass, on the AP exam... Uh, AP Physics B exam, you would get credit for one college physics course. If you got a four or five, a lot of universities would give you credit for both college physics one and two. Okay. Which, you know, better, it's a decent decent way of doing it. But this this makes, splitting it up makes sense in some ways. Uh, the only disadvantage is that there's only so many so many classes you can take in four years of high school, and this is, is going to cause some students who would have previously gotten a broad overview of all the college physics topics to only take IP Physics 1, and they won't take the second course. That's the major downside as I see it. And so they're gonna they're just going to have a lot less physics. Um, okay. For those who take both courses, this will be a major upgrade, but a lot of people won't take both courses. So, the county <laughs> is depending on you to re-architect... The AP Physics curriculum into new verticals? Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, Well, all they wanted from me, honestly, they just want, they're into, you know, they're into logistics and practicality. They're not looking for a lot of, uh, you know, blue sky solutioneering. They're looking for, they're looking for the things that actually have to be there on certain dates. They're looking for exams and exam reviews that we are required to provide to the kids. There has to be a district exam. I'm not sure why there has to be, but there has to be. Because honestly, they take the AP exam. I mean, that's more rigorous than what we're doing. Good point. But there has to be a district exam in... More rigorous and more standard. Yeah, right, 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 right. (laughs) More, yeah, more well-piloted, more more of everything. There has to be a a, a district exam for the first semester and the second semester, and there has to be a review. This is one of those things that, like, every student is entitled to, like... I'm not sure if it's a law. I, I need to look this up. But you know those those like the rights of students. These are these are the things that the county lists as rights. You have a, a a right to have a review provided by the county for your exam, which is weird. I don't think I've I've ever heard of this. Yeah, it's just like you have do a you, right to a textbook. Do, oh, a school can't say no. We don't have enough textbooks for you, Jody. Sorry, you know we we, we ran out. Just look it up on the internet. They, they can't do that. If, okay. Like, and sometimes I don't, in some of my classes, I don't give the kids books because they don't need them. But if a kid were to ask, I absolutely must provide a textbook that they can take home with them, that I, is issued to them. That is one of their rights. Anyways, so, yeah, right? They just, they don't need textbooks. They need tablets. <clears throat> anyway. We need the neighbors to stop. Yeah, there is Mining some for gold. Should we um, should we reference the atmospherics? <clears throat> it's no, it's way noisier here than usual. There's compressors and it's, people pounding stakes into concrete. It's Saturday morning. What the I hell? Don't know. It's weird. Should have been pretty chill this morning. Anyway, so all they wanted from me was uh, me and four other, uh, sorry, three other physics teachers, uh, who the district trusts with this kind of project, <laughs> which they shouldn't. <have. laughs> um, we we took we took the topics we took. 
all the new information from the college board about, you know, they have all this, this jargon that comes with big box curriculum. So uh, instead of calling them concepts, they're called like enduring understandings oh, and essential knowledge and all the, and there are different levels. Like I think enduring understanding is above essential knowledge, which is oh. above like, which is above science practices or oh. something. I don't know. You're going to have to stop talking about that. It's all that's, nested that's jargon. So, okay. <laughs> so, they, so, so we you took all to... this stuff and we had to write new exam questions that aligned both with the new essential knowledge and with and with the new questioning style that the AP uh, exam is going to use. So there's all these new new things like multiple correct answer questions. So it's still multiple choice, but you have to select all the answers you think are correct and it could Whoa. be like A and C or it could be or it could be, you know, it could be all of them or it could be one of them. But there's definitely at least one, and there could be four. Whoa. There are no longer five choices on the multiple choice um, anymore. There are only four, but, yeah, more than one could be correct. Wow. Now, it warns you for in the F, question. For all of them? No, it warns, you, it warns you in the question oh. if it's a multi-correct. But even if it's a multi-correct, it could still be just one answer. Which is a huge mind fuck. Yeah. So, okay, so we I... had to make the new district exam reflect these these... And they really are deep. I mean, the released questions, they really are focusing not on computation, but on high-level thinking and, and problem-solving, well, which I like. Cool. Yeah. So is it possible for you to get in trouble by accidentally plagiarizing the AP exam into the district exam? You know, that's a really good question. We talked about that. The four of us who had this job, we had a meeting where we talked a lot about that in Previous years, having been involved with exam writing for the district before, not necessarily myself, I won't admit to anything on tape, but <laughs> I, there has been a lot of, of let's just call it what it is, uh, cutting and pasting from released college board materials, and then, you know, just changing the numbers uh, to make the questions different. And that, I think, has, and I've always been against that, because first of all, as professionals, we should do better. You know, we, it's not necessary. That's my main point. It's not necessary. We all know our content or we should well enough to write the questions on that level without taking them from someplace else. Now in my classroom, if I am, I'm making up a test for a unit, you know, a unit test in my classroom for my AP kids, I don't have a problem cutting and paste. Those things are released. They're meant to be used by education professionals. And it says that right in the disclaimer from the college board. That's fine. Using it on the district level, I'm not so sure that's okay. I, I, I'm not. I don't know. All right. So, so we talked about that. Come, 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 come back down off the high horse. We need okay. to get back to how you managed to get into a procrastination death spiral right. about this. Because it's sounding fairly straightforward so far. Right. Besides the fact that there's three teachers involved. Right. Three, three others. since one of them's you. Three others. Yeah. So I. So we took we took the we took all the concepts that we had to cover. We divided them up into four areas. Okay. And each area had... It's becoming clearer now what happened. Each area had a uh, a leader and a reviewer. So I was the leader on one area, reviewer on another area. Nice. Okay. My area was work, power, energy, momentum. Cool. Which is an area I really like. I'm really good at writing uh, questions in, in this area. So I took the lead on that, and my review area was, um, I guess, thermodynamics, which, which I'm also pretty good at. And, okay, our deliverables were, <laughs> which is apparently a word I, I don't know if I'd ever heard that word even oh, before this project. Is no, that, I've heard that word so many times. Oh, God. I, I had a feeling that this was a thing and I just yeah, wasn't no, privy that, to it. That that can be, a, yeah, engineering, software, you know, buzzword, yeah. term, thing. So our, our deliverables were due June 30th. And and your deliverables were new exams, right? Were okay. questions for the new exams. Oh, okay. Uh, and and which actually turned uh, ended up taking a lot more time than I expected. Review items for the exam reviews that every kid has a right to receive. Okay. Because because rules. I don't know. And my so all I had to do was write thirty to forty questions in my concept area. And review items that covered uh, both the concepts and some practice calculations um, that covered the same ground. 
you know, but weren't so on the nose that you could look at the review. The same and, question. And, yeah, exactly. Okay. Right, right, right. You can't do that. Which is what the reviews have been in the past, which has really been a thing uh, that I've, I've been mad about a lot over the years. But it was due June 30th. That gave me, for anyone who's <laughs> paying a lot of attention to the ALYT calendar, that, that gave me one week after returning from Bonnaroo. So, okay, I was contracted to do this thing six months ago. But I knew damn well I wouldn't start it until the school year was over and I was back from Bonnaroo. Okay. But I had a week. So you knew a week. I knew I had five working days after Bonnaroo to do my curriculum writing. Okay. And that week, I... Um, what, did, what did you do instead? Okay, so I watched <laughs> a lot of World Cup. Okay. I watched Wimbledon. Oh, right. Wimbledon was on. That was enjoyable. And I found little projects to distract myself around the house. Okay. You know that thing? This is a thing. It probably has... It's probably an effect with a name. Listeners, feel free to tell us what this is called. Where you... Where you... You procrastinate doing something that you really should be doing by doing other things that are important, but not what you should be doing right now. But also should be doing, yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Productive procrastination. I don't know. I it's got, it's heard, got a I've name. Heard, like, this I've heard a been, term for that. It's been studied by science. <laughs> this effect. So I was I did that for the whole week. And then the next week... Avoidance productivity, maybe? Yeah, maybe. The next week I went to New Orleans. Um, and that was awesome. Had a great time in New Orleans again. Like vacation New Orleans? Yeah. Just, okay. just It was just my partner and I, this trip, no big good times group. Uh, um, you know, the non-listening friend of the show who goes with us a lot of times. He wasn't even there. It was just the two of us. We stayed in, uh, we stayed in a friend's apartment we didn't have to get a place we just house it for her because she was out of town oh nice awesome saved us some money uh had a great trip in new orleans came back and i had to go to shreveport (laughs) and then here we are it's the start of this week and uh, my, my stuff is going on a month overdue uh three weeks i guess overdue and i started monday Today's Saturday. I finished Thursday. Okay. So, like, Sunday night, I couldn't sleep. And I was just ruminating. I, I just was rolling over and over, and I had that hot feeling when you know you're in trouble. You know you did something wrong. And I was kicking off the covers thinking, God, I, can't, I haven't... Not only have I not done this thing that's, that's three weeks late, I haven't started it, and I haven't emailed anyone to tell them I haven't done it. And in fact, I got a phone call while I was in Shreveport that I recognized the extension. I knew it was from a district number, and I dodged the call. Oh, no. I haven't looked at my email because I'm afraid I'm in trouble. Sure, sure. This is how bad the procrastination death spiral was. I wasn't looking at my email. I was rejecting calls that may or may not have been from my employer (laughs) because I didn't want to be yelled at. Whoa. And, And then I went to Shreveport and and still wasn't looking at my emails because I was... You know, even though I was on a di- mission for the district in Shreveport, unrelated mission, well, tang- tangentially related mission, I was still not looking at my district email, and that's how bad it was. Okay. And that's so Sunday, bad. yeah, it's, it was a ugh, it was a mess. So Sunday, I I got up at four thirty five in the morning, something like that, and opened up my email and saw that there were yes several emails about the project, um, but. <laughs> Here's the thing about procrastination. In my life, my procrastination habits, which are terrible. I mean, a lot of people identify themselves as procrastinators. I'm worse than all of you. (laughs) But my procrastination has been consistently rewarded. Okay. I I have not been conditioned out of this habit because I always get away with it. So when I opened up my email at 5 in the morning on Monday, I saw that everybody else was just as behind as me. And the, oh. and the new deadline was July 30th. So I sent an email back. No problem. I'll have it to you this Thursday. Uh, you're reconditioned again. Again. Oh. So every day this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I put in you know, six to eight hours each day. It really did take that much time. Uh, so it was really a, a solid effort throughout the week. But yeah, you know what? Sitting in front of the computer doing something that I'm good at and like to do for six to eight hours... First of all, it, it wasn't that hard. It was semi-enjoyable. And um, and they're compensating me for it monetarily. Okay. And all I had to do 
was put in those four days of effort. And I had even budgeted the time for the week after Bonnaroo. I had those days blocked out for that project, and I didn't do it. And I didn't even... I couldn't even think about it. I couldn't even talk about it. Well, I'm glad I wasn't emailing you asking when you wanted to record the next show. God, I might have started would, cutting myself. You wouldn't have been looking at them or responding. Well, no, I was only my district email. I wasn't oh, looking. Okay. I was still... Okay. Yeah. The, your, the, your business Outlook account. Yeah. yeah. Business mail. <laughs> Serious business. So, yeah. I, 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 so, I, I did the project. So, okay. So, so, it's, so it's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. On, on Thursday, I called the, the project lead, which, thank God, it wasn't me. I called the the lead and asked a few questions uh, about it. Like, how are how is everyone else formatting their review items? Because I don't want mine to be weird compared to the others. You know, assuming that she had had the others for, like, 30 days. <laughs> because yours is in Markdown, of course. Well, obviously. <laughs> and, well, just, like, the style. And, like, I had separated mine into... Quest uh, into two sections, like for concepts and exercises, and I, I didn't know if that's what other people were doing, or if anybody bothered doing the concepts, and if they wanted to fill in the blank section. I, you know, uh, so I was asking her these questions. She's like, "Honestly, uh, yours is the first one I've seen." So <laughs> I figured that was going to be the answer. Uh, so I guess we'll all do it the way you did it. And I'm like, I haven't finished writing mine. She admits to oh. me. So I'll just take your lead on that. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> so, so mine. Was the first one, and I guess what we, I guess what we see here, is that a lot of people like me end up being physics teachers. Okay, maybe. Huh. I'm not sure if that's the takeaway. There might be a better takeaway. <sighs> the better takeaway is you're an awful procrastination fiend. I'm the worst. And you're not, and you're not going to get any better. That's at least, at least not for the foreseeable future. Not in the foreseeable. See, I was hoping. I was hoping. You were going to say, you opened your email, mm-hmm. and there was, you know, foot stamping, and some yelling, and some, and some, you know, caps locking going on, <laughs> but it wasn't as bad as you feared, no. so you got, you know, a little carrot and stick in there. All carrot. It was all, <laughs> damn it. It was all carrot. I submitted uh, my timesheet for pay yesterday. They're going to pay me for this. So. <laughs> <laughs> because it takes six months. Took four days. <laughs> anyway, um, let's circle back to okay. Lady Sports Ball Esquire's email. Okay, so I mentioned that earlier, and the reason for that was because in her email about episode 41, which was literally several days ago, she said this, this is a quote, I thought you would both appreciate that I've made a number of phone calls without hesitation within the last week. Mostly because I'm too busy to psych myself out. I also have some work minions that I'm trying to set a good example for. End quote. Now, I highlighted that last sentence. I have some work minions that I'm trying to set a good example for. Because that registered with me. Um, because I am the least productive, most procrastinating, least organized person that I know. But, for example, when I'm in the classroom... And my students are around, especially students that I like, that I think have, uh, you know, that have a lot to offer. Uh, they all have a lot to learn, but that, you know, have a real potential, students that I really like. Okay. I do that same thing that Lady Sports Ball is referencing. I can be very organized, and I can give very good advice, and I can even model excellent organization and productivity and non-procrastination skills for the kids okay. when I know they're watching. Yeah, all right. You've got to set a good <laughs> example for the henchmen. Right. That's what you're telling me. Okay. I I do. I, I, I hear that. Um, I think I've, I've gotten less good at this recently, last couple of years recently, but I can use a couple of our friends for that, TCL and Ski being the main... The main two. Yeah, they are good for that. Uh, not that, not that they're around. It's just in my head. Mm. Like they, they would, you know, they would never do this. Like mm. they can get stuff done. I, you no, know, they, they are not like us. They are not like me. Yeah. They would never get, get this far down and you know whatever whatever pit I put myself in. Yeah, my 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 partner's that way. But you know, I can't use my partner. I can't use my wife as that voice in my head. It doesn't work. She's already around all the time she can't also be the voice in my head that okay. just you know <laughs> but that you know okay I like this okay so we could hmm I could 
maybe try to internalize because let's face it, TCL is already let's a pretty important motivating factor for why we record this show. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> he gets he gets honest about procrastinating about recording. Or about or for Neil for editing he gets on Neil uh-huh. and so he's already the voice in our, our our podcasts head if it has one so why not podcast hmm. head podcast head title no anyway so you're saying you use him and Ski as like a, a voice in your head to keep you from doing this sort of thing that's interesting a little bit yeah uh, hmm. you know it, voice. If the word voice is used... Is that the wrong one? Loosely. But, example. Yeah. Example. I can. I could try that, I guess. I could try that. What would... What would TCL do? <laughs> WWTCLD. <laughs> I need to have a brace, uh, bracelet, maybe? Yeah, we maybe? need bracelets. WWTCLD bracelets. They'd have to be wooden bracelets, I think. I think we could get some help from that. I'm not sure where... Hey, <laughs> you know what? Talking of TCL, let's, let's, give, them a, let's give them a quick read. There is progress on the Great Watchwander project. Yeah, I was just looking at it. We're at the we're at the shop today, and there's crazy steampunk wooden gears out there mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. I think um, you know. Actually, I'd like to have an email from him on this. I'm sure he's listening. He was. I don't know if, if avoiding is the right word, but he had lost by his own uh, by his own admission. He had lost momentum on the Watchwinder project because cutting the wooden gears was not going well. In the future, he is hoping to have, you know, like a CNC router set up Ooh. so he can cut, uh, you know, really precise wooden parts. Uh, but right now he's cutting everything by hand using patterns. So he's trying to cut, he was trying to cut these 24 teeth, uh, 24 tooth gears. By hand. By hand. And he had cut... I don't know how many, maybe a half dozen, and he had maybe one or two that he liked, and the rest were not good enough, and they just didn't, you know, they just they just weren't good enough. Did not meet his standards. Yeah, and he he had gotten frustrated and had lost momentum on the project, but he and you know when we had talked about a couple alternatives, I was talking about maybe abandoning the gear idea altogether and going to uh, going to like bands tension bands that turned each other so they were they'd be pulleys rather than oh, gears a mobius watchwinder yeah and i you know that still would have been cool but he was he was determined to get the gear thing so he he went from the 24 tooth gears to the 12 tooth gears and that gives you a little more tolerance to work with sure and he's still and as we were just looking at he's got what 10 12 of them cut and he's picking the best uh seven i think i don't know if we're doing five or if we're doing seven uh and he's he's moving forward. He's got his working gears, and this this washwinder thing is it's going to be real very soon now. Okay. He's ordered the motor. He's getting the bearings pretty soon because you know got to get all the friction out of the system. I don't know. You saw the dummy setup out there. Those just have screws, and they're they're just screwed to a piece of uh, two by four. Sure. Just for a proof of concept, you turn one, and the rest of them turn. And, but that's full of friction. When they're all on on you know needle bearings. It's going to be super snickety-snick. It's going to be awesome. Cool. So, yeah, I'm, I'm personally very excited, and um, I think, I don't, I don't know for sure, but I, you know I'm a watch guy, and I, so there are watch blogs and there are watch forums, and I think when I put up pictures of this dingus on the watch Ooh, forums, I think this is going to be popular, because I've seen threads before where people have built their own watch winders. And people are like, yeah, nice idea, but that looks terrible. Oh. <laughs> well, his is going to look amazing. Uh-huh. And I think people are going to be into it. I think this is a, I mean, it, obviously it's a niche product, but the niche is popular. And, That's you know, true. Lots so I, I, I think this is going to be something that people are going to be interested in. And uh, I hope that, I hope that uh, I'll be the proud owner of this, this prototype, this, uh, this bespoke product very soon. So for the rest of you, if you have a bespoke product in mind, if you have a if you have a niche product that you would like to see, if something if it just doesn't exist on Amazon.com, but you need it in your life, take a walk over to PricelessProjectsLLC.com and look at some of the work he's done in the past and and think about what he could build for you. Yeah, yeah. 
Can't find it on Amazon, or all you can find on Amazon is uh, or plastic. cheap Chinese plastic yeah. whatevers. Right. You don't want that. You, just, make, you deserve better. I'll make you a nice one. Yeah. Of whatever it is. <laughs> okay, so, TCL, there's your, there's your read for episode 42. Let's <laughs> talk about Shreveport real quick. Okay, yeah. You showed me some cool uh, little videos just now. Yeah, I, I, I actually don't want to talk about Shreveport. Um, my... My friends and family have already heard me complain about the city of Shreveport. Uh, it's it's. But you ugh. like Louisiana so much, as long as you're within the city limits of New Orleans. <laughs> as long as it's New Orleans, Shreveport is not New Orleans. It's four and a half hours away. It's about fifteen minutes from Texas. I learned oh. you can drive to Texas in fifteen minutes. Okay, and that's really all you need to know about Shreveport. So moving on, I was there at this um, this. Curriculum Technology Conference, which interestingly was very generously underwritten by the Department of Homeland Security. Huh. Because DHS is concerned that the high school students were graduating, they don't understand the cyber landscape of the future, and they don't have the skills to go into high-tech jobs for the most part. And, and this is a Homeland Security issue, if you think about it. I mean, we can't afford to fall behind the rest of the world in terms of our cyber workforce, right? I mean, we, America won't be America 50 years from now if the best minds in cybersecurity are in China or India. You have to stop saying cyber, though. Why? That's, you, you just can't. <laughs> I know the Homeland Security people say it all the time. Yeah, they do say it a lot. And it's cool that they are funding this, because... God knows they have all the funding. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. Um, that's uh, way better than putting money toward more security theater at oh, airports. God. Right, which I also got to experience courtesy of this trip. But... <laughs> um, what's, what's your bugaboo with the, with the word? It's, it's the only people who say it are... People who don't do it? Fear-mongering Homeland Security people. That is basically a drinking game for the real security experts. <laughs> like, every okay. time the suit says cyber, drink, drink. It's like I was, this is a total derail, uh, the new season of Project Runway just started. And the project, wow, that is a derail. <laughs> I know, thank you. I have skills in that area. I, uh, so I watched the... Uh, Watch the first episode, and I've decided that, uh, listeners, feel free to play at home if you're a Project Runway fan, like I am. Every time someone says edgy, drink. Huh. <laughs> I've never seen the show. I don't know how fun that game's going to be. It's going to be pretty fun. Anyway, um... So what did D- DHS, they had some toys for you to play with. Yeah, well, it wasn't... DHS just just coughed up the money. There's a, there's a company in, uh, called, what is it, N-I-C-E... RC. No idea what it stands for. We were just calling it Nice RC. Uh, it's not pronounced Nice Rs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know how I was there for a week and I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think of that. God damn it. Anyway, uh. they uh, they they have the toys and they, what they're trying. What they're doing is they're trying to be a big box curriculum purveyor for this this niche. They've got all kinds of funding from DHS because. They're addressing the concerns of the, the the suits who say cyber a lot that <laughs> our our graduating workforce doesn't have the skills they need to keep America competitive in that arena, right? So they're responding to that by trying to sell a big box curriculum. I was sent there by the district to evaluate this curriculum and decide if the district should spend its money bringing this to uh, Tampa Bay area schools. That's why they sent me there. Okay. Me and another guy. So we, now getting to the toys, the fun part was the, you know, and I was really, oh God, the the flight there was awful and I was a little hungover because it had been Ski's birthday party the night before and the flight was early in the morning and, and then we were, you know, checking into a hotel in Shreveport and it was just a nightmare. And our hotel was in the conference, uh, the what do you call it, conference center or whatever, convention center. And it just seemed like, oh, God, I I should have said no. (laughs) You know, when they asked me at the start of, uh, you know, it was mid-May when they asked me, 
and I was a little bit flattered, you know, because they were asking me, of all the physics teachers in the district, they asked okay. me and one other guy to go look at this thing. And I, I, I was flattered, and I was asked personally by the big downtown guy. He called me on my phone and asked me to do it, and I just said yes. And, I, you know, I looked at my calendar, and said, I'm not doing anything that week, so okay. I just And then I was there, and I was thinking, God, I just should have said no. This is miserable. But... The first breakout session of the, and I was still miserable through the like the welcome and the you know the whole rah rah introduction session and the the icebreakers. God, so painful. Oh no! And team building, really? Oh uh, yeah. Ugh. And then we get to the first, the very first breakout session, and before they even introduce themselves, they say, "Okay, everybody, come get your robot kit." And these, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm listening. I'm like, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> so they 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 started off with it. They dropped a bunch of wire. Uh, some tools and a robot kit on our desk and said, okay, today basically all we want you to do is get the robot built and powered up and uh, responding to a few basic commands on the, uh, you know, from your, your terminal. And, and that was the first day. So I had that done in, me and the other guy had that done in about, I don't know, an hour. Cool. And then we were programming the rest of the day where everybody else was still figuring out like how to put slot A into, you know, into part B. And and uh, so we were already making our robots do things and like reading parts of the book and learning bits of code. It's, okay, so you program to the microprocessor in, in PBASIC, uh, which was, was new to me, but, you know, it, programming's programming. And I, like I said earlier, I'm a newborn giraffe when it comes to programming. I, I know I... I can very easily uh, get out of my depth talking to you, and I know some of our listeners uh, know way more. But you know the things you learn the first day of your first programming class, but like you know, if then and and else if and oh, yeah. the, like the the basic stuff like that doesn't go away. Yeah, as long as you you know, as long as you understand what a few basic things are, and then you learn a few of the commands for the specific language, it, you know, you can start you can start freewheeling in. A couple of minutes, and they didn't give us any like jobs to do in the first day, so I was just experimenting with code and making the robot do stuff, and experimenting with all the different sensors. Cool. So the videos I showed you, um, I had the robot navigating with a, a photo transistor, not a resistor, not a photo resistor, but a photo okay. transistor, um, which had an, like an attack decay loop. Where it would sense light or dark, so I put a, a tape. Uh, Line. I didn't show you the video where I made a more complicated course. I made like a Grand Prix circuit uh, <laughs> okay. on the foam board. And I had, had it navigating, following the line. And I had a accelerometer-based na- navigation and a whisker-based navigation where it bumped into things. It would turn depending on which whisker it bumped into. And So, I, yeah, that was that part was, was pretty fun. And there were still a lot of really painful moments uh, of the conference. You know, the general sessions were, were really... Ugh. It, it, it just it just went on and on, and it's not like it's not like what they were talking about or what they were selling is without value. I I I, I do think it has value, and I'm going to keep my thoughts about their big box curriculum to myself because I still have to um, present a report, uh, evaluation report. Okay, don't to, don't to, spoil the report to the big boss. Um, <laughs> don't spoil your big TPS report. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and let me just say that me and the other guy. Uh, his, his name was Jim, another physics teacher from the district. He uh, he and I were we sat together because we, you know, we knew each other and we'd been on the plane together and we so we sat at the conference together. And so all the little projects and uh, competitions which happened within some of these were designed as competitions by the presenters. Some of them just became competitions because it was a room full of physics teachers. <laughs> um, that will happen. We basically owned all of them. Cool. I, I don't know, a, a lot of the other, I don't want to, I don't know, I don't want to be too uh, too harsh on, on our competition, but it's like, a lot of the other teachers were, I don't know, I, it made me wonder what they're, a lot of them were from, let's say, Louisiana, Texas, um, Alabama, Mississippi, and they just don't bring the heat like a... Uh, like the Tampa teachers. Okay. Making Florida look good. Yeah. I mean, we were the class of the field. We had we had a, a rocket artillery challenge. We had these uh, compressed air-powered rockets. And we had to fire them 
over a nine foot high projector screen into a box, like a small moving box. And we and it was like it was moving. No, the box was no, it was a moving box. The oh, box well, was stationary. Box. Sorry. No, I was <laughs> trying. To, that got way harder. <laughs> I was trying to give you a, a, an idea of the scale. I could have said like microwave size. That that would have been better. Um, <laughs> a box the size of a microwave. And we had, and I have, I think I have a humorous video, which I, I don't know. Can we put video on the website? Uh, Is that possible? I mean, we'd embed the, yeah, we can do a YouTube embed, no problem. Okay. Uh, I have a, a humorous video of this, okay. but we, yeah, we were the, we were the first team to hit the box. It was cool. And it was easy. It was like, it's like, why? And other people were missing by, you know, not by a little bit, not like they were a foot short of the box or they missed a little bit to the right. Like, they had misjudged it by 30 feet. Like, theirs would sail over the box by 30 feet. Or they would hit the screen, like, at the bottom of the screen. Not like they just nicked the top of the screen. Like, it was... I couldn't believe that everybody else was having such trouble with this. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway. Tampa teachers, y'all. Cool. Alright. What's the clock say? Mm. We've got a few minutes. Alright. What else is up besides procrastination, death spirals, and um, bragging about my uh, success in competitions designed for high school students? What else we got? Don, did we talk about my car? Oh, God. I'm so sorry. It's so sad. I got I got hit again. Now, I didn't ask yet. Oh, no, you told me. Yeah. It wasn't a sad. It was not a sad. <laughs> it was an Isuzu Trooper, which mm. I was in a parking spot, parked. Mm-hmm. In the car on the phone, and because you don't talk on the phone while driving, right? from, no, no, from the opposite spot, and the, these were, uh, you know, these not angle spots; these are perpendicular spots. So that the opposite of the aisle from me, hmm. guy backs out and just keeps keeps on coming back. And I looked up <laughs> in my rearview mirror just in time to see <laughs> the. The big spare tire that's on the back of an Isuzu Trooper, you know, the big rack with the spare tire on it, just plant itself into my tailgate. Ugh. So sad. And the the guy got out, and, you know, he he has insurance. Not a big deal, really. But he, he just kept saying, man, nobody ever parks there. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, you still gotta look behind yourself as you're going backwards. Was he also on the phone? I don't know. I don't think so. He was just leaving work. This was like yeah. five fifteen. He he he. I, I was uh, in the uh, the complex with the Ninja Studio, so uh, <laughs> it was one of the other <clears throat> offices in this place that he was leaving. Anyway, uh, that's, that's and it's it, it's this big, you know, it's like it's, someone. It's a sizable dent. Yeah, yeah. You could even fit your massive head in this dent. I think. I think so. It's like someone threw. Fired Matt out of a cannon into the back of my car. Is what happened. That's accurate. Yeah. So, and it even I noticed. Uh, so obviously he didn't have a cover on his spare tire because I could see the tread. Yes. Uh, in the dent. Right. Yeah. You, get, <laughs> you might even be able to read some of the you know the max psi from the sidewall. Yeah. I haven't. It was so BF much, I haven't so much as wiped it down. That's why would you? Yeah. So this is going to be an insurance claim. Oh yeah. This I've, is not. Uh, a, I've already started the claims process. Yeah. Um, I uh, I got to, I did get to pick where to take it. So, of the they gave you options, uh, or they said pick anywhere. They said I could pick, and um, huh. so I, I picked um, my friend Sal down at the ANS Body on on Fifty Six by King. I don't know if you've ever been there. Giving them a read now? Yeah, I'm giving them a read. Okay, he's a, he's an old he's a, I, I, honestly I don't know if Sal is still alive, but he was an old friend of my grandfather's. And oh, the cool. last time I got crunched in the parking lot, I ended up taking my car there and finding out that he was an old friend of my grandfather's, which was hilarious at the time. It's a very, very old school Tampa Italian guy. Uh, I know those old school Tampa Italians. Yeah. So that that was fun. So I'm willing to go back there. Even, you know, it might not even be his shop anymore, but I've talked to people who've been there more recently and they, they still say it's, it's a, it's a decent shop. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay to give him, give him my business or rather state farms business in this case. Right. Uh, My, Partner, as it happens, also had a little car on car contretemps, as they say, hmm. this week. Uh, unfortunate. She uh, she was in an accident 
no, you know, the airbags didn't go off. It wasn't wasn't super serious, but front end of her car collided with the side of another car, and uh, the damage is cosmetic. Like the car still drives, uh, and the other car still both drove. Cars? Both cars still okay. drove. Uh, the other one was a Subaru, actually, huh. that she collided with. Wait, does she drive a Saturn? No. <laughs> Sorry. No. No, hers is a Toyota. But, yeah, so the damage was significant. Um, luckily, she, she, keeps a, she keeps a low deductible, which she pays handsomely for. I, I didn't realize how much she paid in insurance. I asked her the other day. She pays more than I do, and I have a... You guys, aren't, you guys don't share car insurance? No, we keep a lot of stuff separate. Huh, interesting. We have... Um, Separate insurance. We have a combined. We've combined our cell phone bill because there was a, pri- a big price advantage there. It went from like two hundred to one forty. Oh, nice. you know, we have we keep all our, our banking separate. Yeah, uh, I don't know. That doesn't surprise me. I, I, you know, my partner and I keep our banking separate, but we do car insurance together. So yeah, that wouldn't bother me to do car insurance. I don't like. I, I I want to continue keeping my banking separate. If there was a financial advantage to combining our car insurance, I would I would do it. That doesn't seem weird to me. It's not like a thing. But, yeah, her card's going to be gone until, I think they said they'd have it back the 30th, which is actually a pretty quick turnaround. It's already the 26th, and we're recording. Yeah, so. Yeah, her car has had a, a rough a rough time like yours. What year is your car again? 2004. Uh, I knew that. 2004. Hers is an 07. And, uh, first of all, the paint has faded badly on the roof, which is... Annoying because in 2007, Toyota should not be selling cars with fading paint on the roof. <laughs> That's true. Right. You know, maybe Subaru. I would, I would think would do that. Well, you know how in the 90s, like every car that was gray, like no no company could make a gray car that didn't fade. Like BMWs that were gray, the roofs all faded and, I and pimpled. Do remember that? Like that, even some of the black ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was a thing, but then chemistry improved, and that just stopped happening. But in 2007, apparently the blue on my wife's car still fades, which is a little a little annoying. And then uh, within the last year, one of the uh, delightful clients with whom she works... Uh, oh no, did they attack her car? They keyed it, and they tried to do a swastika... Oh, I remember this now. But they failed. <laughs> it's a fail. So she has a failed keyed <laughs> swastika. Um, oh man! And then, and then somebody backed into her car in a parking situation, tweaking the hood. She didn't file claim in that in that case. They just you know bent the bumper a little, tweaked the hood, and I kind of bent them back. And then there's a dent on one side where she backed into a structure of some kind, a sign, I think it was. Actually, it was the first time she ever came to, to Ski's house. She backed into a sign by the church. Oh, oh, no. Is that why we can't park on the side of the road anymore? Exactly. Yeah. Oh. This is why we can't have nice things. So, Man. yeah, her, her car's... Okay. But, you know, then again, my car has its share of dents, my truck, my FJ, and I barely drive it. <laughs> <laughs> it its worst dent is from a tree branch falling on it in the driveway. <laughs> Mother... Yeah, goddamn tree branch. Uh. When, when you think about all the aggressive driving I've done in the woods... Thinking that it's, its worst visual scar is from a tree branch falling on it in my driveway house, yeah. is remarkable. Ah, <sighs> well, it's hard know. to it's hard to keep a car. It's yeah. hard to keep it perfect. It is. Like even even my MR2, which was perfect, not so many years ago, it has it has its scars now. Is it still broken? Uh, somewhat broken. It's better. It still has an exhaust leak, which is annoying because you you get fumes in the cabin. No, oh. so that's not ideal. <laughs> no, not when you're and, on a racetrack with it. And my current, my current MR2 guy, the guy who helped us out with the uh, the most recent brokenness, I can't give him a read because he's not answering my emails or texts. I haven't been able to get him on the phone, so that's okay. a bit annoying. So I don't know if I have to find another guy. I, I think it has a tuning issue, so I need a guy. You know, it's, I can't just go tighten the bolts and fix the exhaust leak. There's an issue. Okay. Well, we've established you don't know what area it is, so we can't talk about that. Yeah, you put a little thing in there about the Supreme Court, and I have a lot of strong feelings about some recent Supreme Court decisions. I'm not sure we should get into that. Uh, let's not get into that now. Um, I just can't think of... I can't think of a court that's gotten so many things wrong since separate but equal. They have gotten a couple things right lately. 
I can't remember what they are right now. The well, the head. cell phone thing they got right, but yeah. that was obvious. That was a unanimous decision. Uh, the cops can't look at your cell phone. Yeah. That was that was a softball. <laughs> All the hard ones they've gotten wrong, in my in my opinion. We have some legal professionals who listen to the show, so. That's true. Maybe we should do... Oh, no, we can't do a Supreme Court episode. We're out of our depth. I don't know. Co-hosts. Co-hosts, Matt. Hmm. We could open open that rabbit hole. Mr. Pieces has volunteered. He has done. And uh, Lady Sportsball Esquire has she, said they wanted to... She wants to get into the racket. We could, yeah. we could have her co-host. Yeah. That'd be interesting. What do you think? Not the next episode. Not 43. No, I, I mean, it wouldn't be soon but we should pursue that I agree we have everybody out on the boat ah alright <laughs> <laughs> during a lightning storm oh god <laughs> I'm still scared